Hey everyone, this is Catherine and I'm here with WDW Happy Hour. I am joined around the table by my fellow podcast members, Holly. Hello. Rob. Greetings. Scott. How can we even do this? We don't know what episode number this is. Yeah, what is it, Matt? It's episode 108. And boys are oh, great. thank goodness. Matt and Scott are here also. <laughs> Uh, and Matt Scott. Um, so we have a fun episode. A few of us just got back from a trip to Walt Disney World, so we were going to talk about our experiences, but we'll we'll start first how we always do with uh, topping it off uh, where we pick a Disney drink from somewhere in the Disney world. And um, I'm going to kick it to myself. <laughs> um, so... Uh, we just got back from a trip, and I got a lot of new topping it offs. Um, and this was not my favorite drink that I got, but it was the most relevant to the season we're in right now. So I had to pick this. Um, it's called the Witch's Brew, and I got this at the Wave. And it is a in a tall glass. It's Tito's Blue Curacao. Sweet and sour, splash of grenadine, and two ounces of gran- cranberry juice, which are like all my favorite things <laughs> in one drink. You didn't have to go any further tongue. than yes. blue curacao. Yes. And we're in autumn. Yes, we are in autumn. This is a hot, this will be our last podcast before Halloween, so I figured I had to do a spooky, a spooky drink. I don't know how many people listen to us in the southern hemisphere where it wouldn't be. Uh, well, autumn, autumn I mean, right but now. Halloween is a worldwide also is anyone else embarrassed at how like they didn't know that until sort of recently that like it's not autumn everywhere (laughs) and by like sort of recently i mean like maybe within the past 10 years okay well that's why you're speaking for yourself yeah, I mean, like, I literally didn't know that You're like, the oh, seasons Christmas, were it's snowing in Australia. I do. I do have a picture. <laughs> I just thought it was hot there. Um, hot. It it's also has uh, a green sugar rim. Mm. Glitter mixed in the drink. Our first drink with glitter. <laughs> I'm, as guessing, I'm, guess, I'm guessing edible. based on the blue curacao and the grenadine, this is a purple drink? It is a bl- dark blue. Okay. Um, two gummy worms on top and a... Candy apple glow stick, they call it, but it's a it's a the poison apple glow cube. Oh. So it's very spooky. It flashes. Uh, it was spooky. It screams witches brew. It does scream <laughs> witches brew. Um, yeah, they had a few seasonal drinks at the wave. They had a harvest punch and an apple mule too. Ooh, harvest punch sounds good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was orange and. Filled with leaves. Cinnamon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> little pine cone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> little pine cone. It's a little orange. crunchy. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was really good. Um, it was definitely like a one drink. Like I wouldn't have gotten more than one of these, but it was just festive. And I think they he sold me by saying, it's the last glow cube we have. And I was oh, like, all wow. right, I'm in. <laughs> So he created a, created a panic there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, the forced, uh, what is it called? Scarcity. Scarcity. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So that was that's my topping off. I have no idea how much it costs because they didn't have prices on the menu. And it was I don't expensive. remember. Yeah, it was expensive. Probably upwards of $15. Ooh, market price. <laughs> yeah, market that, price. That looks like a $15 drink. Yeah. yeah. It was market price on the glow cube. Especially. <laughs> the glitter. The glow cube was like five bucks. Yeah. I still have it. I, I will enjoy it once more. Oh, you got like a week to yeah, use that at the end of the month. Yeah. I could put that in a beer, right? Sure. Absolutely. Glitter. <laughs> glitter. I just need to get my edible I think glitter. I have some at home. Edible glitter somewhere. Oh, uh, just sprinkle that in yeah. some beer. There you go. I'm sure 
sure that's what it was designed for. All right, so Rob, we got some news. Yeah, uh, Epcot centric this okay. time around, uh, but we'll be all over the place. Um, first one is that Disney announced. So everything now is taste of. So uh, they announced that Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Holidays will take place starting November 27th. Uh, I don't think there's a... a uh, oh, December 30th. Okay. Um, runs through, So basically a month. Um, what does it say here? It, it's not in bullet form, so I'm trying to read through here quickly. Um, they're going to utilize World Show Place again. Okay. So I like three that. kitchens in there. Um, it says... Festival favorites, America Holiday Table with the Roasted Turkey, Pork Schnitzel at Bavaria Holiday Kitchen, Beef something at the Yukon Holiday Kitchen, mm-hmm. Bourguignon. Bourguignon. Beef Bourguignon. That, yeah. The wine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, I think we said this before, there's not going to be Candlelight Processional, um, but they're still going to do the Jammeters. Um <laughs> Joyful, a celebration of the season. I'd rather R&B, have them gospel. Neil Patrick Harris. Let's be real. What is the janitor? They're the janitor jammers. Yeah, from yeah. Bang out a trash can. Yeah, they bang out a trash can outside a test track. Oh uh, yeah, those those guys. And those guys. <laughs> yeah, um, they're bringing back the holiday candy sh- stroll, which is you purchase five, you get one free. Um, we did that last yeah, year. It was, we did, it was yeah. okay. It was okay. Wait, what is that? They have five different uh, cookies. Did I say candies? You said like candy. candy. That's what I'm sorry. Cookies. Yeah, I know. I just realized. I said yeah, cookies. Um, you go yeah. around and you. It's in the booklet, and you gotta like for each cookie and like I guess each world they give you like a stamp. Yeah. And then once you complete your stamps, then you get a you get a free cookie. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. It's like they're, the scavenger. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like the Remy scavenger hunt, but you actually get you you buy stuff to get the final. And I don't think the Fun. free cookie was anything like special. But if you like cookies, I mean Yeah, it was just something different to do. Mm-hmm. Like as you walk around. I do like a cookie. What's yeah. your uh, what's your holiday cookie of choice, Rob? Uh oh God, I'm on the spot. I mean I'm just like a <laughs> traditional like chocolate I know it's not a holiday cookie, but like just like chip. traditional, you like a chocolate chip. Cookie. Yeah, my grandmother used to make. Um, I associate them with Christmas because that's when she would make them, and I don't know what they were like. It was like nut, like ground up nuts. I want to say as like the base, and then it oh. would have like a divot in it, and like she would put like jelly. Or like strawberry oh. preserves. Oh. I don't know what they were called. I'm I, sure my mom is listening to this and she's probably going to text me and tell me what it's called. Yeah. That sounds like a Northeastern like, PA thing. Much yeah. like she educated us on types of, of formal hats. <laughs> she <laughs> is listening with an intimate knowledge Man, of Why don't we cookies. have her on a live know, feed? She so she can just... our fact checker. <laughs> Holly, what's your favorite holiday cookie? Uh, Hungarian butter cookies. Oh, I don't know if I've ever had a Hungarian um, butter cookie. It's like a shortbread cookie, mm-hmm. and it's like a sandwich, and there's like jelly jam preserves. Ooh, that sounds good. Sprinkled with some powdered sugar on top. Wow. Oh, yeah, those are good. Scott, yeah. what's yours? You know, just give me a standard chocolate chip cookie with uh, the mint M and M's. Mint, yeah. Mm. And they're, they're I didn't know green they made and red, M&Ms. right? Yeah, the little one. Oh like yes, they, I do. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a holiday. Or thing. you can put Andy's mints, like mm. chocolate. That'd be up. good too. Yeah, I just like you know a little bit little, of mint flavor little, to my chocolate chip cookie. Matt, what's yours? Um, yeah, I like a I like a chocolate chip cookie. Uh, this is like really la- like 
I feel like Italian cookies don't count. Like they're not like really in the same vein. I'm like so like it's more like a pastry than a cookie. Right. So I don't think that counts. But yeah, I guess traditional I would also go with your your standard chocolate chip. Mm. Kath? Uh gingerbread. My mom's gingerbread cookies. She puts uh, yeah. a little sugar in the middle of them. They're delicious. I like an oatmeal raisin, but I'm particular. Yeah, me too. Gotta be soft. Can't I'm forget soft. about the peanut butter cup cookies. Yeah, with yeah, the, 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 the yeah. blossoms. Yeah. Blossoms. Yeah, the peanut butter blossoms. Got it. But anyway, I so just, that's... I, did I just want a list of, that, you did. With, of the cookies. Okay, what do we have? <laughs> so Germany has the Linzer cookie. I'm assuming that's L-I-N-Z-E-R. I don't know. I'm thinking Lynch I'm, truffles, but that's probably not the same thing. Not to be confused with the Pittsburgh cookie, which is the Yinzer. <laughs> oh, gosh. Stop. <laughs> um, America has the chocolate crinkle cookie. Hmm. Canada has the peppermint Pinwheel cookie. Oh, that sounds, that's really, sounds really World good. Show Place has the gingerbread cookie. Okay. And Morocco and France, I don't know what that means. Like, if they're in between, probably. Yeah, like yeah I'm not sure. It, it, but it says, oh, oh, if I read it close, between the Morocco and France pavilions, <laughs> has the black and white cookie. Uh, look to the look, cookie, look Jerry. Look to the cookie, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Elaine, then what was Elaine, the frame? Huh? Um, th- th- good question. The bonus um, cookie. A show. peppermint mini cookie. Mini meaning M-I-N-N-I-E. Oh, so not tiny. <laughs> Correct. I, I, I <laughs> could be tiny. It's not even tiny. And that's at Sweets and Treats Holiday Kitchen. And didn't we get like milk to go with it? Yeah, it did. You, you oh, are correct. You got a shooter. You got, you got a cookie, your free cookie. and I, I want to say that was at what is now Shimmering Sips okay. or... It's pineapple promenade, promenade that, yeah. that bigger yeah. key, permanent kiosk. Yeah, the yeah. Um, for the bathroom. So, but... yeah, I just found that on another article. All right. Wow, I didn't think that was gonna go. Wow, down. That went deep, and we went. This is cookie cast, Into baby. The um, that's shortly after that ends, January eighth, twenty twenty one. We have the is it taste taste of, of Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Wait, they really call it taste of? Yes, yeah, that's yeah, what, isn't that what food and wine is? A taste of yes. food and wine because that's, it's not the full thing. I don't like it. No, no, I don't I'm either. This isn't the year to do your thing, Holly. <laughs> a taste of art, huh? Taste of art. Like that doesn't sound like I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, why not go with like a brushstroke of the arts or something? Oh, like, Scotty, yeah. come on, you little imagineer, you. Yeah. Um. So this. <laughs> They're saying 15 food studios uh, around World Show Place or Showcase. Um, <laughs> it doesn't say that they're going to utilize the place. Or, yes. Uh, again, they'll have artists set up. Um, they're not going to be doing the Broadway concert series that is typically. But the Jaminators will be there. <laughs> it does, it does mention that. And that mariachi Cobra. Um, I wonder if they're going to meet. You know, like every year, the Festival of the Arts, they have that like community where you like you paint in a box on like a giant mural i would imagine like logistically that would be it does say paint by number mural that serves as a collaborative art project for all will will be included space that out i mean you just can't all go up at the same time i mean it's like a ride they gotta like sanitize the what don't brushes Mm. yeah what are the brushes i think they just give you aren't they disposable yeah yeah i think they're just like it's like a sponge wasn't it yeah yeah i I don't think it's something and that's give back so that's going to run january 8th to february 22nd okay yeah not much other than the 15 food studios that seems like a lot i feel like it wasn't that many in the past yeah i agree that seems like they're gonna try to bring that taste 
as close to the real thing. <laughs> yep. Um, and continuing at Epcot. So I, I don't know, how, like this is kind of getting in the weeds, but basically the the group that is all of the stores and restaurants in the Morocco Pavilion were run by an outside organization. Mm -hmm. I believe it's called Marrakesh Moroccan Restaurant LLC. Um, they have really been struggling. I don't know if they operate other restaurants, but they've been really struggling with the whole COVID thing. And I saw Disney had sued them. Oh. Um, I, I don't know if it's over fees. I, I'm assuming they probably missed it, its financial yeah. nature. But Disney's going to take over operations of the entire pavilion. Huh. I wonder um, if that'll change, like, restaurants and stuff. I hope Spice Road Table doesn't change. Don't ever yeah. change Spice Road They said by the end of the year, Disney will assume operations um, for the entire pavilion. Hmm. I don't know why that just, like, seems so, like dirty and like mob like to me like i just taking over yeah i just picture mm -hmm. like uh bob Iger and crew knocking on the restaurant like goodfellas <laughs> and being like you're late on payments <laughs> like we don't have it not our problem well, that know. was one of the only pavilions to have been like independently operating like pretty much since the beginning like that the morocco pavilion's always been a little different well it, it, it the article does say like at the end it says many of the epcot pavilion restaurants and stores are operated by third-party participants including those found at china mexico japan france and italy hmm. yeah i knew nine dragons was right that they're independent yeah i don't know who owns that one yeah i know but like patina is gonna do space correct i know uh chefs de france is independent i'm trying to think what's i guess le cellier is Disney owned. I, I've never be. heard of somebody else owning them, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. Like yeah. how that works. Yeah, um, and I don't know what the rhyme or reason for them deciding whether to own one and not because you just you think it's just not like are those employees Disney employees? Now that I'm thinking of that, like are those Disney employees or are they? Are they like technically contractors? Right. Yeah, yeah I think and you so. Would, you would think from like a management and oversight perspective, like it, you would want to keep it under your operation, like as much as possible. Wouldn't Wouldn't you think so? Yeah. That like that would be preferable. I mean, I'm sure Disney is like hand in hand with them. Um, On standard. I wonder if yeah. it has to do with like compensation for chefs and stuff like that. That you can take them outside of the Disney. Oh, that's a good. That's a good you know, point. Or whatever we they... have to pay our chefs who are specialists more than this, and there might be like there union. might be like standard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that might have anything to do with it or not. But that's a good. That's just love guess. I, I I do not have any inside knowledge into that. That's a good. That's a now good that I'm thinking about though. it. I think these third parties are not Disney employees because there was that whole thing about Art Smith. Which we know is operated by an outside group. They laid off employees independent of what the, Disney the was doing. Off, yeah. Like that. They did that in the summer. Yeah. So just talking that throughout. Yeah, that's interesting. We're in the weeds with that. But um, I guess now on to more depressing news. Um, this is only a rumor, but it, it's been pretty well reported amongst most of the major Disney blog sites. Um, Tron Light Cycle is not going to be ready for 2021 mm -hmm. and the 50th anniversary. So, um, 
the rumor is they're supposed to finish up some construction with the canopy, and then they're take they're basically like putting it on hold, is what they're because saying. They were, they've been blowing through that construction. I yeah. mean, it, it that went up really fast. The the superstructure is, I mean, like pretty well along. I mean, the 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 skeleton of the actual track, but. You know, the canopy is, like, such a big part to it because you're basically going through tubes. That's kind of, like, the the novelty of it, and that's not up at all. Do you think this is strategic, that they don't want an e-ticket attraction opening until they have full capacity? I was going to say, too, could it be, like, a money thing? It it does mention, it definitely mentions that. It says, Disney is seeking to minimize expenditure during this time. And we'd like to see a return to a more stable financial picture. It says um, construction will come to a halt at the end of the year and will not resume until October 2021. The plan is wow. to complete the exterior canopies prior to the halt in construction. Wow. I'm curious as to like what's left after that. Yeah, it, it does say that given the physical spacing required, like with COVID and everything that they, they had to greatly reduce the number of people on site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's so. Yeah, because you think, orders. like, when you see them, like, construct, like... They're all on top of You have, like, six yeah. guys, like, yeah. welding or, like, yeah. moving. Working yeah, so. together, yeah. Right. And what about Guardians? No, no word on I feel that. Like that's been also in the works forever. I feel like that, that they've been working when on When did that. they announce that? That 20... was the... 2017? Yeah, 2017. Yeah. I feel like that's much further. But again, I, I thought it's like was kind of all hard, in, harder to tell because it's all interior. It's, it's yeah. interior, yeah. 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 But no word on that. Mm, interesting. Anything with Ratatouille? Mm. Well, we got, yeah, we like, got some boots on the ground for Ratatouille, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, I've seen them. It, it's a lot further along than, I mean, it. to me, it looks like it's ready. Mm-hmm. The, the, the rumor I heard is yeah. that it is opening very soon, and that the only thing that needs to be done is the training of the cast members. Yeah, oh. you heard it here first, yeah. potentially that. And again, it's this, soon. You know, you but know, who knows if they're going to want to open a new ticket attraction? I mean, it might be totally yeah. ready with the people trained, but they might just not open it because they don't want any ticket attraction to open in 2020. Right, it makes sense not to because. They don't want people in the parks right now. I was going to say, the way the crowds have been, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, um, they increased the capacity, yeah. and there's no fast passes. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, from can't. what it looks like, it looks like a very spacious, long queue. However, well, I mean, just think about any of the openings. Like, Let's look back to <laughs> opening day of Frozen. Frozen. Mm-hmm. Let's look back to opening week of um, Flight of Passage. Oh my god. And <laughs> so, like, just how far those lines went back with the full actual queue. Now let's add six feet between every party. I mean, you know, it, it's logistically like, opening an e-ticket attraction right now, it, I don't know what that looks like, and I don't know if they do. So, yeah, you're you're right. Like, they might be totally good to go, but who who knows when we'll actually see it. Well, this is it's a good segue. Good, good segue. segue. <laughs> right, so, um, there is a rumor, again, of virtual queues being expanded upon. So, right now, you know, for those that aren't aware... The only thing using a virtual queue is Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios. Um, given 
the amount of people that are now showing up, um, the queues are just for you, the Holly and, and Sky. I mean, the queues were like you wouldn't, you would just be blown away by like Haunted where, Mansion was back at Splash Mountain. No, I can believe it. No, I, I, yeah. mean, I it anticipated was, it was as much. Insane. I mean, uh, Slinky Dog was in the courtyard by like uh, the uh, what's I the Star Wars uh, Galactic well, see, no, this, no. <laughs> Bay. This is, where, this is where they they need to either implement virtual queues on some of these like hot ticketed rides or bring back Fast Pass if you're going to increase park capacity. Let me play devil's advocate <laughs> on the on the expansion of virtual queues. The actual physical queue lines serve two purposes. One as the uh, the obvious one where you are as the entryway the ingress and egress point to a, a rider attraction the second one is it's a natural um yeah exactly so if you so if you um convert a hot ride to virtual queue and let's say on a regularly you would have let's just say and this is arbitrary a thousand people in that line in that like concentrated area where it's more easy to um, corral them and make sure they're six feet, those a thousand people could potentially just be out interspersed throughout the park where there aren't um, those guidelines in place. There's not those like markings on the floor. So it creates a bit of a a problem for social distancing the more uh, virtual cues you do. Well, not just social distancing, but let's fast forward two years to, you know, a normal environment and 100% capacity now you've got if you let let's say you take all of your your top tier what were previously top tier fast pass rides and make them all this you know virtual queue stuff you deal then with all of those people just out milling around the park they're not in lines right. they're right bumping into each other and which for Disney under a normal non covid world Disney's like well great cuz they could be just walking around in the shops and spending money they're not spending money but in, it's going to feel crowded lines. Oh, right. That, yeah. That's my point. Oh, yeah. I think they could do this in Epcot. That's my... Like, even at its most crowded day that we saw, and we went to Epcot, I don't know, like five times on this last trip. Like, Epcot never felt busy to me. Like, I never at one point thought, like, oh, this is, like, super, super crowded. Correct. Like, I always thought that there was plenty of room. So that... I mean, if they're going to expand it, maybe have Ratatouille be the next one that they do that. So the article mentions specifically... Uh, Smuggler's Run mm-hmm. at Oof. Hollywood Studios yeah, and Jungle Cruise at Magic Kingdom. That's weird. I, I, I'm thinking it's a physical... Oh, yeah, because there's not where... Is, it, yeah, there's nowhere to go in that little courtyard. And even in there, there's... Um, yeah. The lines are, like, super Tight. close. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm thinking, I have concerns about if they did this for Smuggler's Run because there were already points where I felt like... And, and not really a fault of Disney that... Um, just the lay of the land in Galaxy's Edge sometimes make it uh, like you've got choke points like at some places and if you add another big uh, ticket ride for virtual queues you could just get a real just uh, bunch up of people yeah I'm not sure the Hollywood Studios would be the park to expand this maybe Magic Kingdom there's a lot of room in Animal Kingdom too if you you just had people out walking around Animal Kingdom maybe the solution to this is that over time you have to have more 
food carts and drink carts and things like that to eat people in other ways because yeah. they're still making money that way. As a roller coaster tycoon, I fully you understand full, the fully principles. Understand this. Well, let me just kind of throw this at you guys. I know <laughs> we've talked about this before a little bit, but virtual the virtual queue. You like that? You dislike that? I loved it. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah here's great. the problem with it, though, and I know Rob and I kind of talked about this offline. Is that it does tether you to the park at a certain time. So if more you, so than fast passes? Yes. Okay. Ten AM you have to be at Hollywood Studios or you are not getting on Rise of the Resistance. Okay. And that or, is even that you have to be through security and yeah. through the You physically stuff. need to be in the park. Yeah, well not even at two PM, that's not guaranteed. Ten AM is you are pretty much a hundred percent getting on the ride if it doesn't break down that day. Yeah. So like that is like to me less flexible than a fast pass mm-hmm. because you have have to be in the park at that time and and then if you're if you are uh not fortunate enough to get one of the um earlier time slots and you might be like oh well you got to come back at five <laughs> so then you're in this like weird limbo where you're like well i had to be there at 10 a.m and now i have to fill time in between them and i guess i could leave or i could spend the whole day in the park which maybe i wasn't planning on doing but i have to be back at five o'clock so it's just like it it is convenient but not nearly at the same level of flexibility. Yeah. Seven hours is a long time to spend in uh, Hollywood Studios. Anywhere, anywhere, Anywhere. yeah. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I mean, it is nice, though, because there is no wait. You're walking through the queue. Like, you are not waiting for that ride Once Once you arrive for your time. I gotcha. But, like, you know, it's... It's stressful and like people are screaming at 10 a.m. It's so weird. Like everybody is on their phone in the park and then like people getting it, they're like, Rah! like there's just a roar at 10 a.m. It was a little annoying too. Like when we went uh, last December, we got our rise and then we ended up going back to our hotel, lay down for a little bit and then got up again and went back. So it was kind of, it like, breaks up. Yeah, like, like it's kind of a pain. Like, I mean, I wasn't, like, we got there at, like, super early in the morning. This mm-hmm. is when the parks were opening at, like, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock a.m. And yeah, and, yeah, and this was, our, the virtual queue system was a little different. Our then. time was, like, what? Was it, like, Yeah, what, but they were, it was, it was different because they gave you a two-hour window, so it was, like, a little more, like, doable to go back to your hotel because once you got that, you knew you had yeah. two hours. Now they reduced that window down to an hour. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, you can't, like, if you get there early, you can't go back. Like, you're pretty much, like... You're stuck there. And for those who are curious, there's there's two um, times in which you can get on the app and reserve a a time slot, an hour window for when you come back. It's at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. So if you're in the park first thing, you get on the app, and at 10 a.m. you you refresh the page, you say reserve, and then it'll say your boarding group, you know, one through 50, and one, you're you're getting there right away, 50, you're getting there much later in the day, and if they happen to fill up, which they do within about five minutes, because these go quickly, I then you have a, a minute, honestly. Yeah, so, and then you have, if you miss out on, on that one, you have an opportunity to roll the dice again at 2 p.m., in which you could be getting on anywhere between then and park close. But the problem is the first time, like the first day we got on it, which was the Saturday that we were there, it was broken down. And you could just see that the the boarding groups were not progressing in any way. And our return time kept coming back and back and back and like, you know, estimated like 270 minutes now. 
So we were still in the park at 2 p.m. while some more people in our party came and tried to get it. But in that case, they don't even open it at 2. Like, they're uh, totally so gone. So, so 2 p.m. is not worth putting your money on as, especially, like, a must-do. Yeah, especially since the ride is known to break down pretty regularly. So, yeah, you're kind of taking a risk if you opt to get the 2 p.m. Because if it breaks down earlier in the day... Those, those slots might not even open up at all. Just, okay, like, I'm just sitting here, like, looking out your window, just pondering and thinking here. <laughs> so, okay, there's two time slots that you can get on to get a boarding pass. Right. I almost feel I wish they could do, okay, say, like, the first time slot, open it up as the park opens, and then they give out boarding passes to, I don't know, say, like, 1 o'clock, that's the cutoff. Mm-hmm. And then at 2 o'clock, the second boarding pass opens up and then it gives you a, a time from two on oh so like 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 you only like if you don't get on by one then you try again at two yeah oh See, it's I in the first I rules it doesn't give it anything past yeah the yeah. time when they would issue way, up the second it makes one it more fair for it, the two PM it makes people. for it, it makes it fair and two you're not you know Wasting tied down day. at that park you're not there seven hours waiting like just I break it up and yeah. like and yeah. maybe taking it a step further, if you do that, then you open up a third boarding group even later in the day. Do an evening or something. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I don't know. I think that's the thought. Or I don't like tell what time they open and just release it randomly if it's moving. Like, like plan for it to load slower and break down. But if it doesn't, open more boarding passes throughout yeah. the day. Like, you know, like you could get a well, like dining Like surprise res- drops. Yeah. Well, like you <laughs> yeah. could get a dining reservation for Be Our Guest if you're on it. Well, like, I was going to say. <laughs> just like that. I it don't helps like too. That. you have a dining reservation because if you were going to Hollywood Studios and you're doing Rise of the Resistance you really shouldn't have you shouldn't make a dining reservation right Right. it is scary because you have an hour you have an hour to get back and you know you could be seated right when you (laughs) just walk out of the restaurant I don't gotta go by the thing I don't like about your uh, the surprise like them opening up without uh, giving you a specific time is that it encourages people to just be just, like constantly on their phone, the on their phone refreshing. Yeah, oh, true. I gotta that's refresh. True. I gotta refresh, and then you're then you're not, you know, living. You're just <laughs> hoping to, you know, you're just spinning the, you're just rolling the dice. On I the wish phone. like down the line, I, they can time chunk. Yeah, I feel like maybe they will because that is the most popular ride in Disney World right now. So like we have to remember that that like. It is high in demand. They have to very tightly mm-hmm. control how people get on it. Well, they can so monitor maybe in two too. or three years. Like okay, like maybe they could do this. We're looking at Mine Train, so that's been five years since that's been open. You know, maybe they can loosen it up. That the less popular it becomes, but I don't think there's going to be anything more popular at Hollywood Studios in the next ten years, is there? I, I mean, there's no expansion, anything, right? Yeah, so it is what it is right now. There's just something about your view that's just like mm-hmm. it's thought provoking. <laughs> it's it's our, thought provoking. It's, it's like, our it's our fall landscape. I'm like listening to you guys talk, and I'm just like <laughs> really enjoying nature yeah. at the same time. I don't know. I just feel like with time chunking too, it can like monitor how many people at a time. Yeah. Like. I think they have that pretty much. I think they know. I think now. The, the problem is the breaking down, and once you get on the ride, you will see there are just so many parts of it that can break down because mm-hmm. there is so many different elements to the ride that, like you know, like it's easy yeah. to see if one part doesn't work, the whole thing falls apart. So, yeah. like, there's a reason it breaks down all the time because everything has to be working together. It's 
hard to make 13 clocks chime at the same time, Thomas. <laughs> anyway, what's next? <laughs> Last one. Um, this is for the nerds out there. That, um, but, I mean, we speak pretty highly and say that we, we stay at the, the Swan and Dolphin quite a bit. But this is kind of an important detail. So both hotels recently switched their bus service from utilizing the traditional Disney buses, right, that drop you right off at the, the different locations. The most important one being Magic Kingdom right at the park mm-hmm. entrance. So they switched to MERS buses. Um, and Mears. 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 Tiny Merc. Tiny Merc. You're thinking of Merc, Mercy. Yeah, um, Mears. They're driven by cats. Mears. Mears. And for those that aren't familiar, that's who operates the Magical Express express buses. So these are your big coach buses. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, But now these are considered charter buses. And so the location where they drop you off is going to change. In particular... Magic Kingdom is going to now drop you at the Ticket and Transportation Center. What? That would be enough for me to walk over to Boardwalk. Or walk to Boardwalk and ride your bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's no yeah, way. There's solution. no way I'm picking up a bus to the TTC. Correct. And then you and then you have to hop on the monorail. Or or the you boat. Have, or the boat. Or the or the General There's Tower. There's a zero percent chance I'm taking that bus. Yeah. Or you could go to the yacht or yeah, right, but whatever yeah. your closest. Yeah, I'm trying to think what would be. Well, if closer. you're if you're in the Dolphin at some port. Parts you would be closer to yacht, and then Swan. Yeah. I think you'd be if closer. you can get there though, because you can't. Yeah, there's a walkway. Is there behind mm-hmm. there? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then Disney Springs is going to change, so it's not going to be um, Town Center. It's going to be the West Side. I guess the old Uber drop off. Yeah, the yeah. old bus loop there behind what like Lanuba. No, no, no. Other side. The old side. Oh, other side. Yeah, not the, behind like uh, toy, the toy. The... Oh, once upon a toy. Yeah, back there. There's a bus loop. Wait. That's, that's where you used to go. That's east side. No. Yes. West side is House of Blues. Oh my God. What a, oh, what geez. a. You're right. What I know I'm right. Yeah. I know I'm right. That's why I was confused. Okay. So. so the, I don't like when you two can't agree on something. Oh, like no, you, you know what? There is the charter. Remember the one night we left? Yes. Uh, where were we? The four of us, because you guys were going to get a bus. We went and got an Uber. Yes. And then we see you guys coming for the Uber, Oh, yeah. That was the night the guy was so drunk he was throwing up on the sidewalk. That was back beyond La Nuva. Yeah. Right, but that's where the charter buses are. Okay, so that will be the new bus stop? For for Swan and Dolphin. For Swan. La New Bus Stop. La New Bus Stop. Oh, Lord. That's not as bad. I mean, it's a little bit of a hike through. Yeah, but it's that's o- the same if you were doing it. It's okay if you're going to like Splitsville or like... Yeah. Uh, La Haleo or something. Yeah. Or the NBA City experience, Works. RIP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's on the ground there. But yeah, that changes. I mean, that's a... You know, it. if you're staying at the Swan or Dolphin and you, you know, with your kids and you know you're going to have a couple of days at the Magic Kingdom... Yeah, that's a good solution is you got to walk over to Beach or Yacht or Boardwalk. Yeah. It just isn't that bad of a walk. No, it'd be worth the the non-aggravation of going to the TTC. What? Is this like immediate? Yeah. That's really strange because... I know. Wow. Yeah. I can imagine taking the bus if I hadn't heard this news and getting having them pull up the TTC (laughs) and going... What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> you don't get. The I want you around. to take me to the Magic Kingdom. I'd like to. I'm here you. for the magic. I'm here for the magic. 
All right. Well, that's that's very interesting. I also yeah. heard uh, they. I was telling Catherine this the other day. I saw an article where they once again set the opening for Space Two Twenty at uh, February twenty twenty one. Yeah, they keep pushing it back. Um, <laughs> that place is never going to open. No, I know. In space, no one can hear you eat. It's lit, it's literally going on a year that it was supposed to. I know we were like, talking I mean, about this, this February of last year. Yeah, I remember I kept like pretty looking. much done. Yes, this. it was. They said spring. Yeah, it was spring of 2020. I remember Scott was checking every single day when for he was reservations. At, you know, yeah, for our memorial. I was still case. in work. I know. R.I.P. That seems like a <laughs> what's an office? Yeah, what is an office? Uh, I hope I never have to see one again. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, anyway, is, um, yeah, lots of news. Yeah, so. there is a lot of news. So. We have a little trip review for uh, you guys, and Scott is gonna. Unless yeah, you want to no, just start yeah, off. Go ahead. Yeah, ask us okay. your questions first, and then we'll we'll cap it you off. Can, you can feel it. free Me, to. Catherine and Rob. Yes. We're down at in Disney World. Um, Holly and Scott were not there. So feel free to take these and just run with it if okay. it, if it leads into other parts of discussion. But my first question is. Which park feels the most normal to you? Epcot. Epcot. The most normal? Uh, yeah. Just Ep- because of the crowds yes. and yes. stuff like that? It is just... And and I feel like what you do there, the nature is you're eating and drinking more. So like it's more normal that just like any other food and wine trip, we'd be sitting around a table with our no masks on eating and drinking. See, I was curious about that because I was like, eh, does the lack of walking and eating have any... No, I felt like like Epcot was nearly exactly the same as we usually do. That's good. I realized that I don't really do too much walking and eating or drinking when I'm there anyway. Um, Like, I usually kind of post up. I don't do too much eating. I drink a lot. Yeah, so the the drinking did hold us back, like, the first day, like, because you're already hurting cats when you have a bigger group. (laughs) So it was like... Even more so, instead of saying like, "Okay, well, let's go to Morocco now that we're like in France." Like it was like everybody had to finish their drink, and I feel like it really like yeah. staggered our group more because it was like, "Well, we're just gonna stay here because we just got a new drink." So like, not everybody's on the same you gotta have schedule to have it at the same time. Yeah, it's it's not like it's like there were things like I forget the first day we wanted to do the American Adventure, and that was like I just got a beer like we're not going to be able to make it to america we're going to have to just stay in france for a little bit longer because i need to finish this drink and there were a few times that i was like i totally forgot like i mean you can walk with it you well, just right, can't right. drink right. it so yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, that's yeah so you could carry it to a new location if you were just going to get another right. stand yeah that makes it's sense. the only hold hold up is yeah you actually have to be physically <laughs> i feel like i would get far drunker that way yeah, yeah. but yeah. i don't know that's just a guess i gotta chug so i can go to the next place that's right you can't multitask mm-hmm. that's true <laughs> <laughs> all right what which attraction did you feel like was the best improvement in wait time as a result of Oh, reduced boy. capacity and things. Um, I don't think there's any. None of them. No. I, I I I felt the wait times were extraordinarily longer than normal. Really? But yeah. I was going to bring this point up to say people talk about fast passes making queues long. Like this is an an experiment of having no fast passes and everything is. I mean, we were in Epcot at ten ten till so the park opened at eleven. We got over. Frozen. We, I forgot about that. We got to Frozen, and how long was the wait? End up being an hour at least. It, was an hour. it said 
it said like 90. 90. Yeah. It's a 90. We waited an hour. We were back in the very back of China. Yeah. And it was. And was this awful. at opening? This, this was, was at, at opening. At like rope, like drop. rope drop. It was rope drop. Mm-hmm. We were there in the back of, and it was a hundred degrees. <laughs> it was. That was, I think that was the most miserable. I, well, no, but <laughs> uh, that was a low point in this trip. Um, physically. Yeah, physically yeah, I, I my don't, lowest point. I don't necessarily think that there has been a real uh, negative, I mean, or, or positive, positive effect on, on wait times. Which is surprising, because you would think, how is that possible? With, with the capacity. Right. It's because it all things are equal when you add... Um, additional like precautions and spacing like I feel like it it you know kind of makes everything I'll, I'll slightly disagree with both of your points here that I think some of the wait times were pretty good like but I think it was all circumstantial right. like I, I don't think it was like if if like we were like we're getting on this right now it just happened to be that the low wait times dictated what we did like so Soren said it was 20 minutes we walked on. We didn't even wait. So like something like that, that if you were riding standby in Soren, the last trip I did standby in Soren was over an hour. So, I mean, that was good, but then you catch it at 11. What I've been reading is that at opening, a lot of the lines are the worst. So you should not walk into a park and go to the e-ticket attraction. You should do a few other things first, let the weights die down in the afternoon, evening, and then you'll get on no problem. I read that about Slinky Dog and Runaway Railway. I will also say that the wait times are highly, highly, highly inflated. Mm. So, like, there was never, (laughs) ever a time we waited as long as it said. But the fact that you were in the sun in some of the queues was pretty god-awful. Like, we waited outside in Space Mountain, and that queue just snaked around Tomorrowland oh. all over, like around the bathrooms. Oh. I mean, it was just with a mask too. Yeah, with Ooh. a mask. Like it's just that. Like it's pretty incredible how you. I mean, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, like I, I travel at home, not that where. I mean, like to. I, I was gonna say not really that much. Like to the store, you know, to public. Sp- spaces where I would have to wear a mask that like this was the first time where I've actually had to wear a mask for prolonged periods of time and for the first two days it was really an adjustment but it's really kind of crazy how just completely used to it you mm-hmm. you get like as long as your mask is comfortable I was yeah. gonna say our trip in August really prepped me because for my job I have to wear it literally all the seven time. I go in at seven o'clock in the morning yeah. and I don't leave until like four o'clock yeah. so I'm wearing a mask but I do put a face shield on that definitely when I'm out. teaching like certain things like phonics where they yeah. need to they see, see my mouth yeah, they need sense. to see my mouth and, yeah. and whatnot but for the most part, I'm wearing a mask all day. Yeah. And like I felt like our Disney trip kind of like, like prepped your, me. Your school, your school. I mean, school hard. Yeah, I don't think it's. Yeah. Mo- I don't think it's. You like get the used face to it. Or you get like used the, to it. The pressure on the face or the like um, difficulty of breathing with a mask on the bottom. It's the like tugging on the ears. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, was that's why this, I, this might be a thing that's unique to me. I have a problem with my beard getting. No. I saw a lot of people it. with beards, <laughs> and it just looks so weird because it's like. 
the beard is all part of the math. And like, I saw a guy who had like a long ZZ top beard when we were down there. And it's like, wait, (laughs) but you're not covered up. And I'm like, that's not your mouth, Catherine. Like, it's just like weird. Yeah. Just like a lunch lady net. I feel like when you wear it for so long, it's like the condensation, like it just gets warm and it's like, highly recommend the paper mask. We had like the medical paper mask. We brought 40 of them with us. We would wear it out all day. We would throw it away. I only wore my fabric masks at night when it wasn't as hot because like I mean, I was there. There are a few girls that we were with that like had cute masks that matched every day, and I was like, "Yeah, that looks cute for pictures," but damn, it seemed uncomfortable and hot. <laughs> no, yeah. I like your idea. That makes sense. Just take one with you to put on when you get yeah. a picture taken. <laughs> I, I will. If, if, if the ear thing, I think I said this. Like all my masks that I had were wrap around the head that like basically a headband. Yeah, so yeah, it's that's way, that's what it's because August better. was like I told you like I went like. That pressure. Yeah, like, I was like, oh my god. I had, like, an ear saver thing that you Mm -hmm. put, like, on the back, and there's, like, two buttons, and then you just take it, and it alleviates the 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 pressure. pressure. And I know, like, when I was down there, I I bought two headbands with buttons on the side, and I would just button it so it wasn't around my ear. I saw some girls who had masks that were, like, (laughs) clip onto their hair, like barrettes. Oh, that's cool. Which I was like, oh, that's really smart. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I could pull that one off. But yeah. <laughs> nice breads, Matt. Yeah, yeah. thanks. But but as as much as you get used to it, it like when I got to the hotel room, it like you take that off. It's like it's like surgeon after surgery. Just that is you sit down at a restaurant. Like it it just feels like refreshing. Like like I think the 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 must have mask is. Accessory is the croquis because, like in like in Epcot, I was taking my mask off lanyard. a lot, having the lanyard mm-hmm. to just put it on and off, and that is You're like sitting that is my must-have. Yeah, you don't that have to place it on the table. You don't have to put it in your pocket yeah. where other things that you've been touching are. It's like a great food just... catcher. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, did I have Art Smith's uh, fried chicken in mine and red wine one night? Yes, I oh, did. My. <laughs> No, I could. I cannot go down to Disney without wearing a lanyard yeah, for, for my definitely. face mask because I would not put. I would not want to put anything no. on a table. No, 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 no. Yeah, so. definitely get one of those. And you can you and you can just you know clip on a new mask to it every mm-hmm. day. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that's a must. Must have. Must have. Must have. Must have. That Matt's must have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next question. We talked before, and we were kind of lamenting the fact that you can't park hop right now but were there any advantages or anything that you liked about that no that's no. straight straight that negative. was my that was my i i don't think that like the fast pass versus the park hop give me freaking park hop yeah. every day because oh, uh, i yeah. i know i have it in my ability to scheme the system and like do like i know my own limits like what my party likes to do like oh, well, we don't need to be in the Magic Kingdom to do all these rides. Let's abandon ship and go over to Epcot. Like, like you have that sense of, mm-hmm. like, your own abilities, and we're not traveling with kids, so it's easier. Um, I hate it, not park hopping. I, I can, hate it. That just is not how we format our trips. I no. mean, we are, we are morning, afternoon break, evening park. Like, yeah. Then the psychological, uh, like, aspect of it is that you feel it, it kind of, like... It imposes that like gotta get your money's worth aspect to it because you're like well I can only go here and I don't want to waste it because I can't go anywhere else and 
you know, especially for people who haven't been, you know, traveling for like a year and they're like, well, I gotta, even if you're, you're there for a long period of time, you're like, okay, well, I'm only able to do Magic Kingdom today. So I should probably just stay there until I am just physically exhausted. Yeah. And it's, it, it makes for kind of a more, and uh, the, just bummer of a trip. <laughs> and the hours are such right now that it's not conducive to, even if you were locked into Magic Kingdom and like their hours were like eight to midnight or something, you could kind of do the traditional like half, morning, half, yeah. half and half and go back to that. But like Magic Kingdom's open till seven. Um, Hollywood there. Studios ten to eight, uh, Animal Kingdoms six, eight to five, six five on the weekdays. It, yeah, like and then even Epcot, we were there. That the Wednesday night, it's only open till seven. So like, you go at eleven, and then it's like, and it sounds like, oh, you're only staying at the Boardwalk or the Swan or the Dolphin, and it's like, but that's it. That takes an hour, like by oh, the yeah. time the, you, the you walk time out, to go and, back. yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like. It, it makes for just like w- people in our party like stayed out the entire. I, I oh, couldn't uh, mind boggling yeah, that they my, were able it was to do that because it, it was hot. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I think about that. If I <clears throat> normally I would leave Epcot like two thirty, three o'clock. It's at least four four fifteen till you're back in your hotel, mm-hmm. showered. Naps, if you want to take a nap, yeah. then you're probably looking at like five thirty six yeah. till you yeah. get back out. You've what yeah. an and hour? I was right. just gonna if say our past over. trips that we went on together. Like yeah. we usually don't go to the second park until like what seven? <laughs> like sometimes six, six, six or seven. seven. Six yeah. or seven. Like sometimes we, we'll we, eat dinner and then, then go to a park. Yeah, and then boom, the park's closed. So yeah, yeah. but you it, might still in in normal circumstances you, you might, might still have, have like park. four hours to to kind of tear through some stuff. To to tell you very specifically, we only returned to a park we were in in the morning to Epcot. So like every other park, like when we left Magic Kingdom, we didn't go back. That's we it. spent maybe three hours in the Magic Kingdom. And that's only trip. because we were staying at Crescent Lake Hotels. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so like we didn't go back to Animal Kingdom. Right. If you're, if you're staying Port Orleans, I don't know if you, go, if you go back and like take the bus and then the, the advantage, see, uh, I'm looking at, I'm comparing what happened on this trip to August and our experience. We had the rental car. It was pretty convenient to just like, go, uh, come you, go you, you knew like as soon as we walked out, we're in the car in five minutes and we're back at the resort. You don't have to wait for the bus and yeah, all yeah. that. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know how that would have changed this trip, but, um, it, it, it's a different experience. Well, do you sure. think too, like, okay, since you guys traveled with such a large crowd, do you think it was easier to get like everyone together, no. like being in it was, one park? It was, hor- it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's actually a good question, Holly, is because you're at least all stuck together. Because it's right, not like, oh, well, we're still in Epcot. We're going to go to Hollywood Studios tonight. No, we were all together, but it was even <laughs> more awkward because we weren't all doing the same thing, even though we were in the same park. So, like, like, we would the the one day I wanted to leave the park as soon as our room was ready the day we got there and everybody else was like no we're gonna stay and drink and they did which is insane to me but then Matt and I were ready to go back out and they were all dying when we got back to the park so like it it was really like I mean it it really was not I I I hated not park hopping I hated it well that's a segue to my next question which is um how did you spend your evenings? Like, what did you, what worked well? What didn't work well? I thought the absolute worst, like, 
social distancing, coronavirus, very felt Florida was Disney Springs. Mm -hmm. Um, There was not as much regulation with like cast members not being in enough places. Like it felt like the Wild West there. (laughs) Like people had their masks off, like drinking and eating while they were walking. No one stopped him. We went by Raglan Road. There was a kid like up on the railing, standing, taking pictures like on the light post. Oh my. And there was a cast member standing right there and never told them to get down. Like it was... Like, I just felt like they were like, screw it. We, we aren't take we aren't controlling this. So like, that is where I felt the most uncomfortable. Um, but we did Disney Springs two nights and then the rest of the nights, what did we do? Nothing. We, we was exhausted for the day. I didn't go. Did you drink at the resorts? Uh, yeah. Like I, the one night, two nights we just sat out at the boardwalk and one night after dinner we like sat out in the board like at the boardwalk but it was weird like the one night it was me rob and albert and there was no well we sat at jelly rolls we sat out there for maybe an hour and a half ghost town not one person passed us no i maybe one party it was people like security on golf carts that was about it Jeez. um no we did a late dinner like I personally didn't go to Disney Springs the entire trip. Um, so, I, yeah, because, again, you're in the parks, like, it's it's just... It, it does it, sound it, exhausting. It, I'm not, yeah, like, I'm not, that's not judgment at all. I was just curious. It, kind it, of what... t- the other thing I pointed out to, to our group was previous to this, it, like, um, you'd be, you, you would be much more active at home, right? Whether that's going out to restaurants and bars and like I, 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 like I, yeah like I would have played softball all summer right we, we would have played softball all summer like so you were used to like 14 15 16 hour days and it's like <laughs> now like you, you don't do it like I, yeah. I personally don't do like I go to yeah. work but like that's it and it's like I just like I was exhausted like yeah. every night even, like, like me don't even go to work I just right. go to my guest bedroom slash office <laughs> like it's like yeah, that's 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 some there's something to be said about that. Like you just don't have that built in conditioning. Well, that's how like when we went in August. Yeah. I mean, I had we, I've been out of school since March, yeah. but like now being back in, I'm like I think I can you I have the stamina now. Yeah, your stamina back. Yeah, but, uh, but I did not have the stamina. I'm like I need to sit somewhere. Yeah, yeah but how, to give you the uh, the it was so different because like August we did like eight attractions in Epcot in three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what could we two three yeah. maybe at the most? Yeah. Um. This well, this last trip, yeah. like, it's it just it's a whole other world down there now. Like compared to August. I I think the life hack really. We did this. I mean, I'm just thinking in my head. I think we did this. I Matt and I did this like four or five times. Is we planned dinners outside of the parks after park closing so like one night we went to kimonos we went to narcoozies we went to blue zoo we mm-hmm. went to homecoming we went to haleo we went to jock Lindsay. like so like we had these things planned that like well we weren't going to be in a park so we might as well be somewhere where we can all like as many people had that we could have there be together um i do really like doing sit down dinners in Disney, it, you know, just whether it's trying out new restaurants or whatever, but it does kind of give you a second to like, 
you have your space, you can collect yourself, mm-hmm. you can kind of discuss mm-hmm. the day, you know, mm-hmm. that, yeah. I, I, I enjoy that. So I think that's at least, I think that's the, the best life hack to do that because like we really didn't eat any sit down dinners and parks at all. We did, we saved everything for after, yeah. oh, I, I had, I, I ate at Tiffin's, but that, um, you also had lunch at, uh, um, the Brown Derby. Okay. I was going to say, like... I ate a lot. <laughs> I always enjoy doing the parks, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like since COVID, it's just like, I, I kind of want to spend more of my time at the resort. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? I just like... Yeah. I agree. Really hang out, like eat at a resort, get the feel for the resort. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, since COVID hit, it's like, don't get me wrong, I don't mind going in the parks. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like not quite the same allure as it was before. I mean, I feel like there's just it's made it kind of opened my world to the other resorts and hanging out there and just getting a feel for. Yeah, I don't know. No, I understand that, but I feel like that's way more of a realistic uh, plan for people with annual passes because yes, because there you're like, oh well, I don't feel like I have to, like, you know, go to the park because I bought a. You know, I bought park tickets. Like, you have it. You don't really feel as compelled to be like, oh, well, I just won't go to a park today. Right. Of which I did two days out of the trip where I just didn't. I had park passes. I just did not go to the park. So I was like, I'm feeling uncomfortable or, or, you know, whatever, burnt out or... So I'm just just not going to go. I'm going to do other things. I just feel like I've been down there so many times. Like, if I don't get on a certain ride, like, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like, there's always another time. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to go into a park. But, like, if I don't spend seven hours in the park, I'm okay with it. Yeah, that's... Like, if I'm only there for two hours... Yeah. I'm okay with it. Like like the Magic Kingdom, that was a perfect example of, like, I don't need to do... I don't need to do the Haunted Mansion. I'll be back. I'll, I'll get to do it some other time like I wasn't gonna like sacrifice my like body and and (laughs) mental health to like wait in line for things that like I've done a million times before I'm happy we did Rise of the Resistance and Runaway Railway same day early in the trip and I was like those are my only two must do must do yeah and checklist and then it just everything else was like whatever like I you know I, I didn't feel as compelled to do anything else do you guys feel like being down there it's it's like pre-covid i always felt like we were always in like rush 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 we gotta get here then we gotta go here then there i i don't know how you guys feel but like i felt back in august it was just a lot more laid back i didn't i did not again it's it's utterly it's well maybe i was just curious I i felt i and it's funny because i went into it being like we're here for an extended period of time I want to do a lot of relaxing, go at a leisurely pace. And I think that that was like the biggest shock because that was kind of what I, that was what my plan was going into it. And then it was like, I was quickly learned that, no, this is not that like leisurely pace. Yeah. And, and that's why I feel like okay. contributed to me being like, oh, I'm not going to do anything today. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys notice um, the reduction in cast members anywhere yes the france pavilion oh really um definitely they did not have anybody at a register taking orders they were taking the orders at the window where you typically get your food so they were asking your orders and that same person was then fulfilling your orders and giving it to you so there were two people which made for very 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 long lines i know and there was from france and 
And right. this was, yes. And They're the, probably not allowed in. No. And the other thing that I'll say is we ate at La Cellier one day. <laughs> Excuse me. And mm. to not have a Canadian waitress or waiter is weird. It was weird. He was from the province of North Carolina. <laughs> oh, wow. It was very strange. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just lie? Pretend you're... I'm you're <laughs> from Ottawa. And he wasn't wearing the Canadian costume. He was really? also wearing, like, the multi-flag shirt. Oh, oh no. Yeah, oh. so it just, like, did not... Like, it just felt weird. And he was... Uh, um, he was a strange guy. Uh, it was just, it just was a very a strange experience. Hey, y'all, I'm from Manitoba or whatever. You weren't feeling the La Cellier feel? <laughs> no. Uh, That's a candor. I mean, it was good, but it was not. I'm from the Yukon. <laughs> yeah. Um, did I have any more here? I think I had one more. <laughs> no, that was pretty much it. The other, the other question I had was just what was your, what was your best restaurant experience? Blue Zoo. Blue Zoo. Oh. Oh my gosh. You just said that like Christopher Walken Blue Zoo. <laughs> Can you elaborate? Because, okay, oh, Rob and I have God. not ate there. It's on our list to it's do to eat at Blue Zoo. Oh, so good. Um, so, Catherine decided to be adventurous, Catherine, on this trip. Oh. Um, so, I tried a lot of food I don't usually eat, like raw sushi. Really? <laughs> I did. Um, and then we went to Blue Zoo, and the waiter really talked up the like the sea bass. It was a Chilean sea bass. It was bass a Chilean entree. sea bass and it was done in like a honey glaze, like teriyaki. And he was like, it's just the best thing. It's so good. And like the the rice was done with like soy sauce. So it was really salty mm. and it came in like almost like a cake and it was really like moist. It was delicious. Mm. Um, so I got that and that was... That was awesome. I got that too. Fabulous. Um, also, they have risotto ball... Um, like they're like fried mac and cheese balls, but oh. they're risotto. Oh. And as an appetizer, <laughs> My holy cow, those things were so good. Wow. Yo, that Can you was... recreate that one? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I would love to. And they were so, and they had like a little sprinkling of parm on them. Stop. Oh my God. They were good. Stop. Yeah. That was banging. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a, it's really funny. He tried to talk me out of it. Cause I was like, I'm going to get dessert. Screw it. Like I, and he was like, they had a. They had some other, I forget what else they had, but he was like, I, I don't recommend the, the molten, uh, the chocolate molten cake because like you can get that anywhere and it's good. But like, you know, like you, that's not like unique to here. I would get this. I don't remember what he recommended. And I was like, nah, I'm going to get the molten chocolate cake and damn, it was, it was really good. <laughs> it was really freaking good. Chili's-esque. Chili's. Oh, the <laughs> highest of compliments. Hey, I love a Chili's. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess Chili's ass. That's not a knock. I'm, I'm no, sorry. I, I believe me. I know. No, it was good. Rob, what was your favorite dining experience? Um, Narcoozies, but I mean, that was um, the first time, so... Um, that food, dude. It was, I know. It was too soon. <laughs> we were supposed to go there together. It wasn't oh. open. You got the twin tails. I did. Oh, oh my god. god! Like butter. Yeah. Like butter. Poached, poached butter. I'm not sure tails. that that two tails of that and a steak would be enough for me because oh. I had the steak oh, no. and the one tail. No, dude. And that was you, barely enough. The two tails are so good. Not on the menu, gigantic. also. Off Correct. The menu. It, what did What did it come with? Um, Potatoes? I was Yeah, potato sounds right. Yeah, I think it was like a and fingerling potato. Asparagus? Yes. For sure, asparagus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I and then the I, after effects. <laughs> I changed up um, 
what I get at Le Cellier, so I went with the ribeye. Oh. Yeah. So I'm sure it was good. It comes out of like, like a, a charcuterie cutting, board. Yeah, a big cutting board. <laughs> and and uh, they were, I think it, it was, the side was supposed to be potatoes, but they let me sub in the uh, risotto, which was awesome. Um, it was good. It wasn't Steakhouse 55, mm-hmm. um, oh, but God, it was that. still really good. I mean, I ate the yeah. whole... The whole thing. Um, so. yeah, I think I ate the bones. <laughs> I, yeah. I ate the whole thing. <laughs> but but the waiter was. I mean, he, he in was, his defense, he um he gave you rolls to take home. He gave it, us rolls to take home. He gave uh, us like special desserts and stuff. We got the chocolate mousse, which is shaped ah. like a mousse. Oh. Um. Yeah. So, it, I mean, he was nice. He was just a little strange, and I think yeah. the pacing was off. I don't know if he had a lot of tables, but like it was like he was there every second. And then, like, it took him forever to come back. Like, it was just, it was just mm-hmm. strange. I think you could oh. just tell that that wasn't his usual. Yeah, that was not I was his. Say, so, was I mean, his. for sure, if it, if they normally have the Canadian waitresses yeah. there, yeah, it was definitely. We can say waiters too, don't? Yeah, they, they do. Yes, mm-hmm. we had a really great um, cast interaction with the bartender slash server at Tambu. Oh yeah, because oh, um, we we rolled in. Deep 15, there, like deep. fourteen, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fifteen, and like he brought chairs over and was like, oh. he's like last call and like just getting us drinks and like yeah. it, it uh, fill up really yeah. good. He typically does not work there, but he was there that yeah. night. He's usually at the Grand Florian Cafe. It's a great yes. name for a bartender, Philip. Fill yeah. him up, yeah. Fill him up regular, please. Yeah. Um. Also worth noting, we went to the Riva Bar with our friends Joey and Jen. We finally got to meet them in person. We had a lot of fun with them. Um. Really nice, very chill, like just super beautiful resort. I mean, just beautiful. Matt's favorite. Did of you last see the year. murals? Yeah. Yeah. We saw the murals. We were busting around. Gotta go through the archways. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. There were also two children having a full-on lightsaber battle in like the little quad next to us. Nice. So that was like a teenager. That was like, yeah, it's children. Like, <laughs> Please tell me that Matt blasted Duel of the Fates. I think they were listening music. to it. Oh wow, yes. they were playing music. Like they had hardcore Even lightsabers, better. and like the girl who was like older in was in like full <laughs> Jedi, Jedi garb. But then, like, her brother was in, like, board shorts, and I was like, he didn't come nearly as prepared for this battle. And they were, like, into it. Like, Star Wars kid into it. Oh, man, that is amazing. It was great. What a great experience to watch. It was perfect. I was going to say, the drinks at the bar are pretty... I got a lot of topping topping it offs there. Guys, you would be so proud of me. (laughs) Catherine and I, on the last day... Were, um, I've heard about your exploits. <laughs> my exploits. Just, uh, we have, we've we got have a notepad, and, and I think what I had like 13. 14 new drinks. Okay. Yeah. But do you have I'm sort of picturing Catherine <laughs> tilting your head back, pictures? going, like, You're gonna finish yeah, it. All right. Because yeah, if he have... took pictures, then I'm, I'm, wow, Very. you get the gold star. I took pictures <laughs> and I, I oh, did the- text overlays of the name of the drink and where I got it. Next wow. time I see you, I'm going to give you a very special sticker. A very special voice. Thank you. It's what I it's what I live for. <laughs> you get the Waz sticker. Oh my. Of achievement. I can't wait. The only you know, other thing yeah, what else, what that else I wanted to mention was justice for the raclette cheese in the Alps because it was freaking amazing they were making it right there so it was not under the hot light it was fresh mm. i got the one without the ham it was great I, um, 
I didn't like it as much. Okay. I just, maybe it's <laughs> More just More cheese that, for me. Maybe it's that I just don't like that, like, stinky Swiss cheese as much. Like, it was just, like, it, it was a lot. Like, I'm more of a sharp, I'm more of a sharp cheese You're a sharp guy. guy. <laughs> and that's, like, very much a, on the other side of the cheese spectrum. <laughs> so, just, like, if you like a, like... I, I I mean, like, I can't think of it any other way of, like, a stinky cheese. Like, that's, like, the kind of cheese. I don't. It was still amazing. Yeah. The second thing I'd like to point out was the pizza in Italy was amazing. Amazing. It at was the kiosk. At the, at the food and wine. Taste the food and wine kiosk. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fabulous. Highly, those, I think those two things might have been my favorite. Um, the Cronenberg Blanc at the France... Uh, kiosk was a different variety. It was fruit rouge Wait. and it was a little yeah. darker. I liked it. it. It was a little heftier. I wonder it if was... you can get that around here. I don't know. Probably. I've never seen it before. They had the, the uh, tap for this specifically. So that I, I don't know if it's canned or bottled. I'd be interested uh, to try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. It had like a rosé like it was, a floral, it, like, it was a floral aftertaste. Yeah, for but sure. like even yeah. the color, like it had like that rose ish. Like yeah. Pinkish. Like, yeah. 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 Like, a like red. red. Yeah, red. I was into it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was a good. I think it was twist. harder to drink, though. Like, I yes. the yeah. The Cronenberg Blancs go down yeah. super easy. These Correct. were like, I think it took me a little bit longer to drink these. Um, our worst dining experience was... I was going to ask that, but I didn't want to be negative. No, so I'll, be, say, I'll go ahead. Can I quickly say my, my favorite food yeah, and yeah. wine thing, which is the same from last year, and that is still the the number one champ, uh, chimichurri, uh, now called the chimichurri up offense. I don't know what the hell it was called <laughs> last year, but it's at the Flavors from Fire kiosk. It's the chimichurri steak um, on top of the um, basic cornbread. And it is so freaking good. That is so good. Did you get that last year? No, I didn't. That is the best thing they have. I will shout that from the mountains. <laughs> best thing from Flavors of Fire? Or best, best thing in the, the entire festival. And in the entire festival. Also at that booth, it's worth mentioning, we were there with our friend Amy, and she wanted to try the swine brine drink, <laughs> which drink. was... Uh, Jim Beam bourbon, and it comes with like a wing. Like, is it a wing? Is that what it is? It's a cork wing. No, it's like a pork wing. Yeah, Yeah, I saw her picture of it. And she was obsessed with the pork drink. (laughs) She kept trying to, she's like, You gotta try this. And I'm like, Well, I don't. None of that looks good to me. I don't want your pork drink. Yeah, but just. The people liked it. The people liked it. You had me at bourbon. I, yeah. and then you I feel like you pork. would love the drink. Yeah. But it's like just weird with a piece of pork on the, yeah, that, on the side of it. That kind of... Full pig snout. Um, that's what it was? No. 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 I was like... It's um, a very strange choice of garnish. The, uh, the worst, the oh, worst uh, dining reservation that we had was Haleo. I was trying to be adventurous, Catherine, Doesn't and go work. there. And this was my big fail. Um, it, it was so terrible. I don't know if we just all, everyone at the table ordered terribly. Um, the sangria was bad. Oof. It was bad sangria. Uh, we got the white. It was gross. Um, I, they had a like a, a fixed menu that was like five courses, and you just you know picked a few options out of each. 
and um one the person that we were with the first course was just olives first of all i got the olives too and they were banging <laughs> the second course was spinach and the it third was a spinach salad which was also the third, good the third choice was just a freaking onion it was a cold <laughs> onion cut in half was there anything else Wait, and it tasted like potpourri i didn't get the onions so was don't it ask a me straight about up it. onion yes like a raw uh, a raw, a raw onion. onion i don't are you sure that you weren't like on candid camera i, I it felt Scott, I was like cry laughing when that came out. I was just, oh I was, God. our waiter hated us. You know so when someone what did you like, do? Dip it in a sauce? No, it had I like, it had like um, herbs it. on it. And Brianna tasted it and said it just tasted like potpourri. It was like cloves and stuff like that. She said it tastes like the like, the like flowery potpourri that like your oh, yeah, grandma yeah, would have in her up. bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it was wow. on um, top of a raw onion. So straight up raw, not straight like up. a blue like onion. Like a like a white or, onion? Or uh, a yeah, white onion? I may have. Wow. I may. Oh, I do not. That was yeah. That was the third out of the five. I forget what I got. I do have a photo. I'll show you guys when we're done recording. What it, what was our third? Because I feel like there was a. There were some okay choices yeah, like, amidst the I think the if you would have taken the best of what we all chose, it would have been okay. But everybody chose something bad out of their combination. <laughs> so it was like the, like, my entree was awful. I just got chicken. It was just like super, it was had to have been thighs. They were really, yeah. really greasy. Like they were just huh. And the vast majority of us got the paella, which was okay. Um, really disappointing rice to chicken ratio like it was just like mine had just like one like measly like chunk of chicken and just like a mountain of uh, sounds like uh, they just scraped the bottom of the paella barrel yeah yeah <laughs> or whatever you make paella in i'll have to ask okay. george's mom yeah so yeah that was that was not that was not great um well that's sad to hear great for drinks and love like the philosophy behind haleo it seems like they're very good to their employees and and, and is it maybe because we just don't have a good taste for that span like traditional spanish Spanish cuisine yes like because i feel like i've had Tapas before. I know I've seen people ordering before where they like are slicing the meats at your table. Like that to me looks incredible, and I would go for that in a second. Mm -hmm. But the whole slab. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if this was just a. I I don't know. Can I ask what was wrong with the sangria? Um, it was just like like the flavor was weird. It was very Uh watered down. So like Mm. you put it, like it was, it was really gross. I don't know that I've ever met a sangria I didn't like. And it was, it was straight up bad. You're a red sangria person. I am, but we tried both. So you could order a glass and then you could also order a carafe and they were different white sangrias. So the glass is a separate sangria from the one that you get in the picture at the table. I had both of them. Both of them were bad. (laughs) I did not Uh like either of them. Um, yeah, so... I wasn't crazy about my drink, but I might save that for a, uh, top topping it. it off, so I won't, And then the little... I wasn't a fan. Um, what are... Do you remember what these are called? Uh, the chick... The, chi- the things that came on, like, Aladdin's... The Aladdin's <laughs> little, like, pillow carpet. <laughs> like, they're served on... I don't know what those were. That was... Oh, uh, croquettes. Oh. No, they were croquettes. I they're didn't chicken get that. croquettes, and those were really good. They kind of tasted like mozzarella sticks with chicken and sage. How oh. did I get during that? Because I was like, I God, made a choice. salad. See, I, I, I will say... My bad. Potatoes. Bring potatoes. <laughs> potatoes bravas. 
Oh yeah, I got the brave potatoes. <laughs> Patatas bravas. I, I will say that, that cuisine. I don't think it's I know. And, and there was a reason that it was the only reservation open <laughs> right. that night for like two I would, hours. I would still go though. Yeah, like, I know. I, I, I'm glad I went, but it was there were a lot of belly laughs there because holy cow, we were cracking up every time. We had no idea what we ordered and it came out like, woo! Scott, um, what does bravas mean in Spanish? I, I'm looking. Brave potatoes. I could only <laughs> refer to them as the brave potatoes. Um, and you guys <laughs> all know we love... Chef Art Smith's homecoming, and we always have the hottest news coming from homecoming. Um, and I just wanted to tell everybody they are selling moonshine in a half gallon jug. Ooh. Yeah, growlers. Growlers. That's a game changer. Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked about yeah. that. Yeah. They're adorable. They are so cute. They're like little milk jugs. Yeah, we're buying one when we go down. Um, so yeah, that is cool. I mean, um, did you brave. try the uh, strawberry lemonade? <laughs> I loved it. I had two of them. Got nice and toasty. Um, and then the other thing that Matt and I did that was brand new this year, we did the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, Matt. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. I'm not sure if I would do it again. Really good food, but it, like it was just weird, and I don't know if it's a COVID thing or if it was just like was it was at the Swan in the like in a big conference room, and they had it like it kind of reminded me of Beer Fest where they have a bunch of different tables and mm-hmm. like you can get like different foods, um, and they had like a lot of wine, and they had a few breweries there that you could choose different beers, um, so that part was cool, but like I feel like I probably didn't eat enough to like really like get my money's worth out of it how much was it i actually have no idea i got it as a gift so i didn't get into somebody else's money's worth out of it it was definitely like it was a fun like it was a i'm glad we did it because i've heard great things about it um the shula's steak was amazing and that is somewhere i'd like to go uh that would be like somewhere i would really like to go on an upcoming trip kimonos had rolls so you could like eat like as many sushi rolls as you wanted and they those were, rolls were great i'd be eager freaking... to eat at shula's at some point oh my I, gosh. I think that looks like Fabulous. i always see the picture of the steak coming down the escalator <laughs> at the swan or dolphin yeah <laughs> it's weird that they it's weird that they roll that picture right down the escalator <laughs> i know right um yeah uh il molino had like uh uh like a spicy sausage and pasta which it was just like an interesting choice because it was very, very spicy and I usually am not bothered by it, but like it was too much for me. Um, but then there... They, I'm thinking they must... Previously, pre-COVID, it was like a two-day event, wasn't yes. it? And I think they set it up in... Like, outside. Wasn't it yeah. outside? And like in between? But now they're doing it like on weekends, Weekends. Right? So, so each event... So this was the one that is all of them and then the other weekends is like a more targeted thing. Like there's a barbecue one. Oh, okay. And then there's like oh, a wine, like yeah, centric I didn't read that one. Much and an Italian. About it, like, so this was the one that includes all of the restaurants. Yeah. And, a and bunch of were... rooms and outdoor courtyards. And like the main, 
like ballroom area was weird. It was a weird, so loud. it was a weird vibe. So loud. There was a band playing over popular music, and it was like the loudest volume you could possibly oh. imagine. And people, and it was like were, they were only like, and it was like, y'all want to hear five Pitbull songs in a row? No, and I was like, no, Mars. I don't. It was Bruno please. Mars. They love Bruno Mars. But that sounds like a business convention. Yeah, it felt like a business yeah. convention. Like it mm-hmm. felt just like. <laughs> yeah. It's like we got seals and Croft and we've got them for three hours. And <laughs> who here wants to increase revenue by seven percent this year? But so I mean, Catherine and I kind of like found ourselves just like getting food and then just relegating ourselves to like the outdoor courtyard areas that like were not like there was like two or three other people out there and it just felt a lot more well one not loud and two just like I just felt way more comfortable like grabbing my food going outside, standing at a table that, you know. You know what they did have that I loved, and this is nothing Disney specific, they had those uh, Kettle One Botanicals vodka, mm. and they were just doing spritzers of them, so you got like a shot of vodka, and then they'd like top it off. Oh, they were like spa drinks. Oh my god, the cucumber mint one was like a spa drink, and then there was like an orange I say that like I've been to a spa before. I was going to say, like, <laughs> nope. spa drink. It's like, on there, it's spa drink. I, I didn't know they made those. I saw commercials during college football <laughs> oh, yesterday. Oh, my gosh. And there's yeah. zero carbs in them. So oh, was the other one? It was orange. The other one was orange. And then there was, like, a, a berry, like, a strawberry one. I did not try that one. But I tried the orange one. I tried the, the cucumber one was so refreshing. Now, that would be, like, a, like, day drinking, like, you could be in the sun and still feel okay and not want to die. And the guy there told me that the orange one is the most popular one. So he was very like proud of his product, but really it was nice. It was, it was nice, but yeah. And I think also the fact that it was at the end of a very, very long week had us pretty beaten down, but I was not in the mood to, uh, dance Bruno Mars. No, (laughs) don't believe me. Just watch. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Anything else? Anybody? No. My stomach's growling. Oh no, I'm starving. I didn't have anything for breakfast today, and we're talking about food, and it is. I would say me. another piece of advice if you're going like, um, we walked into just Animal Kingdom was the park. Albert and I, who I traveled with, went to the first day, so we got there at like two o'clock. And I was like, we were both starving. We had just fallen in. And uh, my arms were tired. We were quite hungry. So like in previous years, I'd just be like, oh, we'll just walk up to Nomad, get a table and sit. And like, you can't do that now. Nothing, like, you just, nothing is available. Like if, if you want to go to Nomad, go there when it opens. It just like. Get in line early. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that. It, that's just another different mindset of like you just can't like pop in. Places, yeah, to you where you do it. just roll up to a bar and sit and stuff. You just can't like. You might get lucky, but well, because there's far less seating. Sure, yeah. right. Based that's, on having to space yeah. out tables and parties. Yeah. So yeah, plan ahead as best you can. That's the that's mm-hmm. the tip. Yeah, and also I it should be said logistics wise, the the night we met our friends Joey and Jen, we were in Epcot. We wanted to get on the Skyliner over the Riviera. The freaking line to get on the Skyliner At was park close, yeah, pretty insane. So plan around park closing if if you don't want to wait in line because like right when the park closed, it's an insane line. Yeah, 
Did I say park close and insane line? And it's too many times. <laughs> park close, insane line, insane line, park close. But anyway, all right. Well, anyone have any? Uh, oh my God! Last I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I'm really mine sorry. is going too. I'm glad yours is louder, Scott. <laughs> any uh, last callings? Nope. I was just about to call it a top and off. One more time. No. All right. Well. Cheers, guys. Good to be here. Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers. Cheers.